Hi loves and welcome to another episode of Time for Tea. Today I'm drinking Shaman's Drum again, which is a late 1980s chopper from Global Tea Hut, which is where almost all of my teas come from. And like I always suggest, if you feel the urge yourself, then get some tea on the go. We'll drink a few sips together and see what is here, what wants to be spoken about, what needs exploring. And what keeps coming to mind is to speak about anger and rage. You know, I started recording this episode and was going to speak about which tea to select. And I think that could certainly be another episode. But to speak about what is true for me right now what I'm experiencing right now in my own body and in my own healing journey is a lot of anger and a lot of rage. And I'm learning more and more so at the moment how to sit with it, how to sit with some really big emotions. And I think it goes without saying that sitting with some really big emotions, especially ones that we've stifled, can be very, very uncomfortable. And to have what you need in place to be able to process it safely. You know, it's all very well to say, okay, today we're going to process all of the rage and then we'll be done with it. But that is not how the nervous system and the body works. It works in layers. It works at nature's rhythm, which does not mean it can just be one and done. And it also often requires, especially if it's not been witnessed much before by a safe, caring adult, you know, in your childhood, for instance, then it's important to be able to put that in place so that these parts are witnessed, so that they are heard in their story and in their pain. And this is not to blame anyone, even if that is what the anger and rage is asking of us, but to release it from our system so that we can feel more free. And, you know, sometimes rage can also be a front, a protector for the immense vulnerability that we as humans can feel. The tenderness, the rawness, the excruciating feelings that at times we can experience. And, you know, the other day I wrote in my journal and wondered if the more vulnerable someone feels, perhaps the louder the protector parts in them become in order to 
survive in order to make it through. And so wherever you're at in your journey with rage and anger, let's just begin where we are today. And it can be so compelling to try and get rid of it, to try and change it, to try and alchemize it. And in doing so, it can be a bypassing. And what is really needed is a witnessing, like I said, and a, a holding and a, and a seeing and a feeling. If we're so intent on, quote unquote, getting rid of this piece, getting rid of our anger, getting rid of our rage, how do you think that part would feel? Would it feel welcomed? Would it feel loved? Would it feel heard? Or would it feel further riled up? You know, these are all questions to explore and and questions that keep arising as I speak about it. You know, at my tea table at the moment, it is just a feeling and hearing my own rage and my own anger in a way that I haven't been able to probably since the time that I experienced that emotion for the for you know when it the root of it is what I'm trying to say and I think as well it goes to goes hand in hand with shame a little bit because especially as women, especially in our society, there are not a lot of spaces, to my awareness, or there haven't been, where a woman's rage, a woman's anger is allowed to take up space. In its fullness, in its entirety. You know, without it being passive-aggressive, without it being abusive or toxic, but just the pure expression of a woman's rage and anger. What examples do we have of that in today's society where women are really allowed to be in that space? I think it's changing. I think it is morphing. But I do feel that that is where we're being led down. If we're stifling one part of us, other parts of us will be stifled too. It's basic common sense, but sometimes we need that reminder. Just gonna pour another bowl of tea. And so, I'll just take a moment. it's worth also mentioning and paying attention to 
Well, if the anger doesn't have a place to go, where does it go? If it's not released, it stays within. And sometimes it can also be directed towards the self. It can be internalized. It can be the inner critic. And it's nuanced, you know, we all have our own relationship with anger, our own relationship with rage. And I think as well, there's a definite distinction between the two. I think rage, it probably has more of a taboo around it than anger. Anger feels different. Rage feels I don't know. I'd encourage you to look at what you feel towards rage and anger. But just speaking it out loud, it, anger feels a bit more contained. Rage feels huge. Feels sometimes out of our control. And that's why it's important to find people who can be with it in a therapeutic space if needed. So that it doesn't go unnoticed, so that it doesn't go unchecked. So what ways do you have to process your rage, to process your anger? Do you find yourself going around in circles. You know, that can be a way the mind can protect ourselves from these big feelings is by thinking about them, is by analyzing them, by trying to figure them out. But a lot of the time, they don't need figuring out, they just need to be felt. Maybe it's through journaling, maybe it's through exercise, maybe it's through art. But I feel it's really important that we cultivate spaces where that energy can go, where it's not trapped, where it has freedom once more. You know, I can feel there's a part of me wanting to suddenly make a joke about all of this, suddenly try and make light of this. But actually, I think this work is really important, is really needed without anger, without sometimes, yeah, without rage as well. Where's our fuel? Where's our fight? Motivation, that push to change, to carve out new ways of being. If our fight has got stuck in us, 
or is wrestling inside of us can be very hard to create the change that we're wanting. And saying this from deeply personal experience and what I'm noticing at the moment. You know, we have places to go for our sadness and our grief. What spaces are needed for our rage and our anger? You know, sometimes as well, anger can come up when we're feeling afraid. When things are feeling unknown, when there's a lot of uncertainty. Like I said, with the protector part and the vulnerability behind. It can be because we're feeling afraid, because we're feeling uncertain and unsure. It can be because we're feeling triggered. But I really want to emphasize there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with this feeling. These feelings. And as well, how likely it is that few of our ancestors, our female ancestors, would be allowed to experience this, would be welcomed with this level of feeling. It's just something to bear in mind. You know, that whole it didn't start with you notion. It probably didn't. The easiest way to probably track some of our feelings is going to be through the body. So noticing what comes up when you experience a surge of anger. Does your heartbeat quicken? Does your breath tighten? Does it come with any physical sensations in your arms, in your legs? Do you want to flee? Do you want to suddenly start moving? What comes alongside it? Not because you need to, you know, be hypervigilant and fix anything or perfect anything to move through it, but just paying attention, bringing in some awareness and curiosity. And I am not going to lie, I am not an expert on this. Like, I'm really not. The reason I'm speaking about it is because it's what I'm navigating. It's what I'm working with. And I don't have the answers. 
why I'm, it's useful to find people who maybe do have some of the answers or a few more answers than we do to guide us and to be that kind of shining beacon. And remembering that nature can hold us in this. You know, the reason I've been able to access some of these feelings is because of the relationship I have with tea. I have not been able to sense this level of emotion without my tea practice. I'm going to pour another bowl now. It has made things very clear, thoughts very illuminated. And it's not been pretty. Being very fucking real. nature being able to hold this plant beings being able to guide us through it to hear us in it to witness us in the depth of our feelings you know we're meant to be connected to be in community just like last week's episode was delineating. And I think that's why it can be so huge, some of these emotions, because we're trying to do it alone. Some of us are trying to do it alone. I, I can't put words in your mouth, but I um, can see and feel that that component is is important to speak about. It's important to highlight where you're feeling you have to do this by yourself, to do it alone. And where can you invite in others' support, others' holding, others' care. And just starting with a cup of tea. Whether you drink ceremonially or not, you're still being witnessed by her, by tea, by her spirit. And that's more than enough to begin with. Just paying attention to that. and paying attention to the body and paying attention to these parts and these feelings that might have been unnoticed for a while. Wow, that went quickly. I just checked the time, it's almost 20 minutes. So I'm gonna finish this bowl of tea and get going. But I really want to 
emphasize that this piece around anger and rage doesn't mean something negative. You know, in fact, it can be something very positive. Again, in my head, I'm putting those in quotation marks because there's a lot of nuance. And likely even just this topic could be um, activating for some of you. So let's just tread very gently and carefully. Because it can feel pretty raw at times. But yeah, just spend the next week or so if you feel that urge to to look at and maybe explore and contemplate your relationship with these emotions, with anger and with rage. See what comes to mind, maybe even as I'm just asking this right now. Do you have any beliefs about it? Any responses viscerally in your body? Just start there. That's good enough. And I'll speak to you next week for another episode of Time for Tea. Take care, lovelies. Take care of your bodies, your minds, your inner little ones. And I'll be back soon.